Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Afterwork Drinks, a weekly podcast where two journalists and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill, debrief on the week that was over a bottle of red wine. Hello, Grace. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Feels like only a few nights have passed <laughs> since the last year. That's because it's true. That's because it's true. We recorded late last week and early this week because we're, we're, all over we're busy. Show. We have a life outside of this, okay? <laughs> yeah. We actually are all over the show. Yeah. Never in the same city. Yeah, we're inconsistent. Yeah. So we need to A, get our own microphone sorted. Yes. B, stay in the same city and stop really annoying our producer with like late night texts. Today I was like, Jesus, Alex. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. One of us is flying to New York. One's flying to Perth. <laughs> <laughs> who's the lucky one there? Yes, who's lucky? Uh, how's your week been? Um, yeah, it's been good. I feel like not enough has happened to expand on that. Here we go. Yeah, Didn't prep again. <laughs> no. Um, no, it's been good. I've been listening to some good content. I've yes. listened to a lot of news podcasts. Did you hear about actually that um, that Saudi journalist? No. It's actually insane. Elaborate. So he's, um, he's a Saudi Arabian um, journalist who writes for the Washington Post. And he actually was like a friend of the Saudi... You know how the Saudis are really, really gnarly, like in terms of sexism and like you know women could only drive like Mm -hmm. three months ago or whatever um so he was quite critical of the new regime which is the king's son who's a prince and he basically he'd been criticizing the government um and he had to go into the saudi consulate in turkey to get paperwork to marry his fiance and she waited outside and he just never came back out for like what? hours and hours and hours and hours. Was there till one in the morning, called the Turkish police. What they've figured out happened, this is so morbid, is that 15 Saudi officials flew in on private jets into the consulate the morning he got there and flew out the next day. And they had in their 
bags a bone saw and it's now come out that the um one of the people there was a coroner like an autopsy guy and they've acquired tape of them torturing and killing him what the fuck like it's crazy it's, it's, i've Why? never heard of it because he, he was writing critically about the government <gasps> so he was in a different country he was in turkey in the consulate the saudi consulate and they oh managed to, like it's what i've never heard of a journalist story like that before like it's, it's crazy. So sad. It's awful. It's awful. So his fiance was outside the whole time. He's oh quite old. God. He's like sixty, but still, you know, wanted well, to get were married. Doing that. Yeah, it's crazy. But he, um, yeah, there's some really good, like the Daily, mm. our fave, mm-hmm. um, did a really good podcast about it. It's worth a listen. Oh, I'm a few days behind on the Daily. Yeah, Not up to date. Catch up. It's um, very good. I, on the other hand, let's have go been. From <laughs> yeah, let's go from dead that journalist to, to a star is born. Yes. Um, I've been absolutely obsessed, just like the rest of the world. And it's funny, like, I kind of just didn't really know anything about it or what was going on. Mm. Um, I'd missed all the hype around it, apart from at Venice Film Festival, and I saw them on the red carpet, and I was like, that's odd. Okay, And then just left it at that. Um, Then it came out on Saturday, and we went and saw it, and we We loved it. We as in men. You and your boyfriend. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah, not us. Not me and you, sadly. Um, And... I kind of always have to trick Anton into seeing movies that he might think are semi... It's not even girly or anything. Like, thank God there were men in the theatre because he always, like, as soon as we walk into the theatre, if he yeah, sees like, it... I want to see this really good action movie called Bridesmaids <laughs> 2. <laughs> Bridget Jones' baby. <laughs> yeah, so I usually trick him and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a, like, a war film or something. Uh, but then I got him into that and he actually enjoyed it. We both didn't cry, which is like very controversial because I know you haven't seen it, but um, your workmate kindly (laughs) spilled all the details on what happens at the end. Spoilers alert. Well, I'm not going to say because I'm not her. Uh, And Grace was like, what? (laughs) And then she messaged me saying that she had the soundtrack um, stuck in her head. I was like, I heard what you did. Did you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, you bitch. Because I'm not a huge... um, I'm not not a Lady Gaga fan, but I I'm oh, not I'm not like an obsessive no. or anything. So did she convert you yes. in that movie? Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm not a fan of hers really at all. And then I left the theatre and I was like, oh, I'm so obsessed with her. I love her so right. much. And then one quick scan of her Instagram and I realised I love the character in the movie, mm. um, which is a girl called Ali who wears no makeup and sings country music, and that's just not Lady Gaga. Yeah, it's such a great like. Because I haven't seen the original, but I'm aware of the original with Barbara. It's not even the original. It's like mm. the third one they made with yep. Barbara Streisand. And the whole thing is that you need that girl to be just phenomenal. Like she needs – you can't have like Charlize Theron pretending to sing. Like it needs yeah, to be yeah. someone yep. who's like amazing. Like yeah. Barbara Streisand was so good because she's just insane. So Gaga was such a smart choice. Choice. Because she, her voice is that powerful. I have a few little tidbits because mm. uh, I got into work on Monday morning and was like thumping away on the keyboard and everyone thought I was writing stories. Um, but a 3,000 word essay on why A Star yeah, Is Born is the best film of the day. That's essentially what I did. <laughs> and no one was talking to me because they thought I was writing like the morning news stories or getting up like something really important. You're like not quite. Yeah. And then I was like, did you guys know that um, Bradley Cooper was looking for his lead? Because um, he directed it, starred in it, and learned how to play the guitar and then released an album, um, wow. which is just so shocking. <laughs> and he was looking for his lead, and then he went to – it was like a benefit concert or something, um, and Lady Gaga just happened to be playing at it, and she sang a song, 
and he was like, that's my lead. And then in the film, when they meet, he gets her to sing the exact same song. Aww. Yeah. Is that a bit cute? Are you kind of like, to borrow the millennial phrase, shipping them now? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But again, I want him to go out with the girl in the movie. Like, yeah, it, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and because Gaga is like wild. Like, she's yeah, so. Yeah, very theatrical, like, like, lots of makeup, yeah. puts on a show. And. And high maintenance, right? Like, in the movie, she's not very high maintenance. Yeah, but she's, in real life, Lady Gaga got like a 17 carat love hut yeah. diamond engagement yeah, ring. Yeah. 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 And so I want those two to go out. Mm. And then they're so cute how they hold hands on the red carpet and they're friends. But then it's just different because she's like not Brunette and not Ally. Yeah. Um, but very good movie. Soundtrack has been on repeat. Um, I think yeah. everyone should go and see it if they haven't already. I need to watch it. Yeah. Five stars. I saw um, Lady Gaga on RuPaul's Drag Race because obviously – You love that. I love it. And the like the, the gay community is like obsessed with her. And they had mm. her on the first episode of season nine. And it was really <laughs> cute because like in the first episode, all the drag queens come in and they're like posing or whatever. And she came in last in like one of her crazy costumes. And they were all like – that looks so much like Lady Gaga. Oh my like, god! Oh my god! And then they realized it was, and they all started crying. And they're like, "You've changed our lives so much." And she was just lovely. Like yeah, it was she's the so first nice. time she was just like so supportive. She sat with all of them, talked to them one on one, gave them all feedback. Was so fair. And I was just like, "Oh, this is why people love you. Like you're just lovely." Yeah, she's always been like very supportive of her fans. And I've had lots of friends over the years who have been obsessed with her, mm. um, but I have not been. You just have your pop star that you like. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, and after that movie, I was converted for mm. about 10 minutes. I need to watch it. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I didn't cry and everyone was sobbing around us, but we'd had like quite an emotional, personal day yeah. with my cat. And so we did, We were both just sitting there like stony-faced while everyone was sobbing around us. I, was I like, watched The Queen, that movie about – have you seen it? No. You'd love it. It's with Helen Mirren. It's from like 2006. Oh, I have. Yeah. I watched it on the plane recently. <laughs> I was – sobbing I I my eyes out on Sunday just alone. Um, what happens again? It's just like the, how the Queen reacts to Diana's death and how she <gasps> oh, won't. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, obviously. Yeah. I cry like if when I, I If, if I see a picture of her, I just burst into tears. Diana. Oh, yeah. I Same. just can't. Like, I just cannot deal with it. I know. It. I'll start writing stories and it's just about like how Meghan Markle wore her butterfly earrings and suddenly oh, I just go. She? Yeah, she wore them when she um, oh. arrived in Sydney um, and Diana wore them when she was in Sydney. And I... <sighs> Just got really emotional at my desk, and I was like, I can't even write about the most simple things to do. Yeah, with I don't know. I just like it's sets a trigger off a thing mm. for me. Yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah. Um, and then, other than a star is born, mm-hmm. it's been a very cultured week. Uh, the Cut released a new podcast last week. Love the Cut. Yes, and it's really, really good. I listened to the first episode today, <clears> which is a week late because I think it comes out every Tuesday. Slash, it's called the Cut on Tuesdays, um, and <laughs> it's on. It's about power, and it's all about like woman in power mm. and it's really interesting i think you would love it i think they should have gotten tina brown on but they got on um so stella bugsby who's the editor of the cut um and Lindsay peoples wagner who's the new editor of teen vogue yeah that's so good yeah and then they were just talking about power and this woman oh, i've forgotten her, la- her name but she um wrote the script for new girl that tv show oh, cool. um and she just wrote it and was like da 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 mm. It's me trying not to say "duke to do." It was. I go da 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 I honestly, usually, I can catch myself. I'm not fooling anyone. Da 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 da. It's a new me. Um, she handed it in, and then it got picked up, and suddenly she's just the boss of this TV show. Wow. And she was like, um, "I w- had to go to the doctor," and he was like, 
are you trying to use your voice? Like, because I think she'd, she'd heard her voice box or something oh. from trying to be authoritative. And then years later, she, um, she, her therapist was like, you can only be the leader that you are, like your kind mm. of leader. Stop looking to other leaders for how to lead. And she was like, oh yeah, it took me nine years of therapy or whatever to get there. And they it's all so talk true. about finding power. You always, I think you always feel like when you take on a new job or you have new responsibility, like you need to start having this totally fake new persona Mm. like you need to start being like really steely or really mean to people like even at work I'm like I'm gonna stop putting x's at the end of my emails because I'm like a (laughs) a serious woman now and it's like you don't need to do that like you those things are so superfluous you just need to be good at your job Mm. and a good manager of people. yeah and everyone will be like grace has turned into a fucking weirdo yeah <laughs> she's having a bad day me have a nice day regards <laughs> grace yeah. i do a best i like a best i like best mm. i did a c below the other day and it felt so snarky c below I, is very like passive aggressive i know but i wasn't even trying i was literally being like you just, just have a look below <laughs> It felt so snarky um right, and then other than the cut podcast mm-hmm. making a murderer Okay. The second season just came out. Has it the whole season? I think so. Cool. Because you know how it's released, like as yeah, a whole Yeah, I'm not thing. sure. Have you watched it yet? I've watched, we watched episode one and like, it was funny because I think because I've been friends with you, I know what you're going to say. I can see it in her eyes. Okay. <laughs> just, just sit back. Wait. She's like just <laughs> fucking dying to jump in. Um, I think from being friends with you before we started watching the second season, I was like, oh, Anton was like, do you think he's guilty? I was like, yeah, he's definitely guilty. And then Anton was like, oh. And then five minutes in, I was like, oh, poor guy. He's not guilty. <laughs> and then I realized I'd just take gotten that from you. And yeah. I don't think he's guilty. Don't you? Well, why would you be wrongfully convicted for 18 years for a crime you didn't commit mm. and then get out and win all this money and be like happily married and then just murder a random girl when you never murdered anyone in the first place? Yeah, but I think so. I think that what happened was he was he was a he was a pretty dodgy dude before. That's why they they circled in on him for the rape thing. Like he didn't do that, but he'd done a bunch of like pretty sinister stuff. Like he wasn't. I don't think I can't remember it being that sinister. Okay, he burnt a cat alive. I don't know if you remember that, so you need Aww. to. <laughs> yes. Did he? Yes, he was. People evil. who burn cats yeah. alive are always no, that's murderers. That's why he did that when he was like nineteen. Like he's okay, evil. Okay, well, and he now um, I've changed my mind again. I know, and he um, like sent all these death threats to his wife, and like, uh, like he was like a, he was like a, a pretty dodgy dude. Like he was known mm, as a real mm. dodgy troublemaker kid. So when that woman thing happened, and it nearly matched him, that's why they pulled him in straight away because they were like, you. obviously, it's and Stephen it was wrong. Well, yeah, and it wasn't him, and it was he was wrongfully convicted. But a lot of people said, including his girlfriends, after he came out of prison was that he just hated women like he put on this face to the media where he was like oh I'm this nice guy and I'm fine and I'm moving on and then behind the scenes he was like fuck that bitch who put me behind bars for life like it like just reaffirmed he just sat and festered in prison being like I hate that woman and then he came out and was like he was like very violent to that woman Jodie his partner like he locked her in the boot of his trunk and like how do I know anything? Yeah, it's crazy. There was a New Yorker article that came out after the first season, which is what changed my mind on it, that was like, this show is really biased mm, and it yeah. pulled out all it these definitely facts is. that either weren't in the show or were skimmed over in the show or were not fully explained in the show. And it was like, 
if it was not like we're not saying he did it or we didn't do it but if the show wasn't biased this xyz blah 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 would have all been in there and i read that and rewatched it and i was like i think the police were dodgy as hell Mm. i think they planted evidence i think that they did dumb weird stuff there's definitely a bunch of stuff that doesn't add up or make sense but i still think he killed her i can't believe that i didn't know because especially in the second season they start like touching on all these points they'd missed on the first one being like <laughs> us when we fact check our own podcast yeah. <laughs> we're like oh we said that season wrong. two um <laughs> um and they they're like yeah so they didn't even mention in the first season that um under the hood of the car was his sweat dna and it's like you can't plant sweat DNA. Yeah, like how would you do that? Yeah, yeah. And so they hadn't mentioned that at all. And then um, that was like the main reason that the jury voted to put him away for murder. Yeah, it made the, the jury DNA. seem like dumb. And then there was all these facts that were like oh, just well, left out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but I don't know. Like her bones were on his property. Yeah, but I'm just watching the po- the thing now and getting converted. This I is know. how easy it is to trick people. It's so difficult. Everything's about like the story that you tell surrounding mm. something. Yeah, so I feel so sorry for the nephew. Same. So, so, what do you think he did? I think he was involved. You know, he said that Stephen Avery molested him Aww. afterwards. Yeah, since he was like young, because he's got like learning. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I reckon he was obviously coerced by the police, and I don't know how much he saw or what it was involved in, but I reckon that he was just there, knew something, or was involved somehow. Fuck, I know. It's also sad. I know. Imagine if he did do it and you've got, like, a thousand... Like, you know, like a million people signed that petition to Obama getting yeah. him to release Obama's Stephen Avery. Like, no. I know. Imagine if Obama was like, okay. Yeah. And then, and then all these it. people yeah. are sending these cards and all these gifts to his family. <laughs> his mum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His mum was... His mum and dad were actually so cute. They were like Cabbage Patch dolls. Yeah. Do you remember them? Yeah, they're in the, second, they in the second one. Second one? Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, so that is what I've been watching this week and listening to the Cut podcast. And there's another podcast that's out that's an Australian one, and it's called My Father the Murderer. Oh, God. And it's um, it's not by the Australian; it's an Australian podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's the title kind of gives it away. It's a woman talking, and her dad was a murderer, and her parents met in jail. Um, and she didn't know what? the full story. Yeah, she didn't know the full story. It was funny. She was like, how do you meet in jail? Well, she was working at the jail. Oh, the mom. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then she met the dad and he right. was in there for murder. And just all this stuff, crazy stuff happened. Um, and yeah. And she's just like, she's a journalist. And so she's investigating her own dad and this whole oh. story behind it. It's pretty good. Like, it's not. It's not the teacher's pet. No, it's no, it's no Hedley <laughs> Thomas. I'll give. <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 like the story is compelling. Hedley definitely didn't. No, it's um compelling. But okay, I listen to that. I'm always interested in a not true crime. Not done that well, says rookie Us. podcasters <laughs> sitting in a fucking Chinatown studio, half drunk. We don't want to call the kettle black. <laughs> no, but <laughs> but it's not improved. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, what I've been so interested in this week and what I've listened to three times now what? is the Daily's interview with um, Noam Dwarman. Noam Dwarman. What a name. It's a complicated name. Um, who's the owner of the Comedy Cellar, which is like an iconic um, 
stand-up comedy institution in New York City. It's like the one place in New York I always want to go to and always get there and tickets are sold out. But do you, have you, do you know what it is? I don't know what it is, but I've listened to that episode as well. Yeah. And it sounds like it's really iconic and, and you go there and people perform, but then other comedians always get up on stage. Like, yeah, it's like you buy a ticket. It's I, I'm trying to remember. It's quite expensive. I think it's like 120 I could be making that up. Mm-hmm. It's quite expensive to get a table and there's there's only like 115 people fit in there. Um, and then there's a lineup of comedians, but yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Like... It's so iconic. Jerry Seinfeld, Amy Schumer, Dave Chappelle. Um, Louis C.K. Louis C.K., <laughs> Sarah Silverman. Like, all those people just drop in regularly. Mm-hmm. So I think there was one night recently where it was, like, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, and Amy Schumer all just came Turned in up. one night. So you'd spend however much money and you'd get an intimate set with people that you'd spend, whatever, $200 to see live. So it's, a, it's like, a really iconic venue. And they were the first place to have Louis C.K. back after – all the accusations happened Mm -hmm. so he did a set there and I remember it was like a month ago and he apparently got a standing ovation when he came out so no one knew he was going to be there he just rocked up and performed um and I was really interested in it at the time and I actually wanted us to talk about it it must have been longer than a month ago now because I think we recorded it felt too late after we'd recorded it like after it happened when he first went in yeah I think he said it was August yeah right so we'd It'd been a couple of weeks later. Um, and But Michael Barbaro from The Daily went and interviewed the club owner, which I thought was pretty crazy because usually they wouldn't talk. I thought it was mm. quite, like, ballsy of him to get out and speak openly about it. And I found the interview super interesting. And I think that question of when should these people be allowed back is excuse me, really interesting to me. <laughs> Would you like this a, is a big topic? Yes, please. Um, so do you listen to it, right? Like, what what did you think? What was your? Um, I thought the comedy, uh, the guy who owns the bu- the mm. club, was really annoying. Did you? Didn't you? No, I was I thought the opposite. Just... I thought the interviewer was so annoying. Really? Mm. I thought he just danced around the topic and was like, "Well, I want to let Louis C.K. on stage, so I'm going to do that, and I don't care how that makes people feel." Mm. And he was sort of like, he was like, "Yeah." I'm going to warn people that we don't know who's coming on stage, but I'm not going to stop him. I don't know. It was just felt like he's just, and then they were like, okay, well, would you let Bill Cosby? And he's like, well, no. Yeah. And I'm like, well, 
I get that there's it's different. Mm. The accusations are completely different, and yes, Bill Cosby's are way worse. But it's like if people are getting upset or I don't know. I just you're still drawing the line. That's what I was like. I was talking to Zach about it, and I was like, that interview frustrated me because I feel like if it was me interviewing him, which I wished it was when I was listening to it, I would have been like, okay, so you're saying Bill Cosby's different to Louis C.K. That means there is a line. What yes. is the line? Yes. You know, like that's what I wanted to get at because I was like, yes, what Louis C.K. did and what Bill Cosby did are different. And he was like, well, like I agree it was frustrating because he kept being like, well, I'm kind of, it's nothing to do with me. Yeah. Like, that's what he was kind of yeah, being yeah, yeah. like. Like he, he kind of, his, his response was essentially, it's not my job to end someone's career by saying they can't come on. But I agree that it would be really upsetting if you paid money thinking you're going to see someone else and then Louis C.K., who you really morally disagree with, comes on Mm. and you feel like you've paid money to see him. That Mm. would be really upsetting. So we're saying now that if a performer comes on that you really don't like and object to, we will give you a refund and pay for your drinks that night or whatever it is. But he was like, but that isn't the way the world works, sadly, kind of thing. Yeah, I just found it annoying because he's being like... He's being like obviously we want this to just stop at the start and for none of these things to ever happen. Mm. But then he's just giving the people who do these things a free pass to go back to their normal lives. Like he's being like, there's no need to end his career or I'm not the one to say his career should be ended. And he was being like, you know, if an artist, you know, if an artist did something like this, who's to say they can never paint again. And it's like, no one's saying he can never do comedy again in his own fucking house. Yeah. On his own website or something. But we're saying the Louvre shouldn't hang up that artist's artwork. Like that's the, and then he's, and then he's being like, it should just stop at the start. But then he's not giving them any thing. Like, what is it? He's not giving them any repercussions of their actions. Mm -hmm. So why would people stop doing something if they think they can just do it and then get away with it and then go back to doing the yeah. job like you know what i mean totally i think like with the louis thing to me because I, I like so to contextualize this louis ck is like my favorite comedian okay ever. i know nothing about like him. i like I lo- i've watched every single one of his specials i've watched every single episode of his tv show like i think he's a genius like and i know that just subconsciously is gonna probably pepper my discussion of him it felt really really soon for him to be coming back regardless like i don't mm. know what the answer is to if someone should be allowed back or whenever but nine months felt like yeah very soon it actually um i didn't know you were a huge fan of his Mm. and that actually brings to mind um an article i read on man rapala a while ago and it was after elon musk was saying i don't know some of his fucked up comments (laughs) just the huge um and he had started going out with grimes yes and a girl wrote for man rapala um it's called something about problematic faves yeah and how she loves grimes but grimes comes on and obviously grimes doesn't have anything to do with what her boyfriend is saying but she was like the whole issue with you being a fan of someone and them doing something yeah bad it's like do you stop absorbing all of the stuff that you loved like do you stop listening to grimes's album yeah. say if she had been the one that did something bad yeah. or do you stop listening to louis ck's comedy yeah because he did something bad or like do you stop watching johnny depp movies because he abused yeah, totally. allegedly abused amber heard and no one seems to care about that and he seems to just still be in everything i know it's wild i think the like and that was the louis ck thing that i guess the problem with the louis ck thing for me is i'd heard those rumors for like ever the last five years or whatever so like even when i was watching all of his stuff it was with the context that those rumors were out there and existed like one of the comedians i think that was in the new york times thing spoke on a podcast basically saying it had happened like two years ago so 
it was like I was grappling with those questions, I think, before this even happened, which then made it less impactful when this did happen because I was like, yeah, well, I know that. And then part of me just respected him for admitting it and apologizing, which no one else seemed to do, which I know mm. is bad. But I think like, okay, this is going to be controversial. So just hear me out and then we can argue. But I think with... <laughs> then we can have a fist fight. Yeah. So Sarah Silverman came out today, as you saw, and talked about how Louis C.K. had wanked in front of her consensually. Mm. That's so, so to recap what the allegations against him were, it was five journalists spoke to the New York Times and said that he had masturbated in front of them or had he'd either done it or had offered to do it. But each time that happened, he'd asked beforehand and they'd either said yes or no. And he'd only ever done it if they'd said yes. Well, that's polite. Right? <laughs> and then he said in his apology, I did all this stuff 100%. I'm very remorseful. Um, he said that the thing I failed to realise at the time was I just thought if you asked and they said yes, it was fine. And I failed to recognise that there's just a power imbalance when you're a really famous comedian mm. and they're not a famous comedian and they really respect you and they know that you're powerful and well-connected. It's not really yeah, just a question. It's not them being like, yes, I want to see that. It's them being like, if I say no. I don't want to offend Louis C.K. Yeah, because my what career might be ruined. Will that have? Yeah. yeah, so he's like, I see my failure as my failure to recognise that. And then Sarah Silverman said today, she was like, I'm in this weird position where I love Louis and respect him, but I also think what he did is really disgusting and that he abused his power and I hate that. Hmm. And she said, but I think from knowing him, I'm informed by the fact that I think he was always this awkward, weird, weedy guy. And whatever his issues are, like he's like, I have issues. He used to, she was like, I knew him before he was famous and he used to ask women to wank in front of him, if he could wank in front of them. And they'd be like, no, go away. And then as he became famous, he just kept, I don't know what his problem is, but you know, as he became famous, he kept doing it. And then women started saying yes. And he was like, oh, cool. You know? And she was like, I just don't think that he had that thing where he clocked that the more influential he became, people weren't saying it because they suddenly wanted him to they were saying it because they suddenly got scared of the repercussions and she was like that to me feels like a different failure than being a sexual abuser yeah i don't know where it sits i still think what he did is disgusting and i think it's such an abuse of power and i think that it's to be 45 years old and a father of two and to say well i don't understand how power power dynamics work is yeah a little bit and to want to wank in front of like I know, but yeah, it's like people are weird. Like I know, but that's but that's yeah. definitely classes cheating. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> One of the women was like his his wife was pregnant, and she was like, "You have a pregnant wife," and he got like all red and was like, "I'm really sorry, I have issues," and then just like ran off. Ooh, I know. And he's super gross as well, which like adds to it. Like have you seen him? Like he's just yeah. like this big like sort of fat. Um, red yeah, head. but I um my thing is. Yeah, with that, now I'm like, okay, where does where do you draw the line? Because mm. Kevin Spacey, mm. I really liked House of Cards and mm-hmm. I liked him as an actor. Yeah, and now I'm like, well, I don't fucking know, do I? And I know, and I'm like, Kevin Spacey shouldn't come back. But then I'm like, I actually don't know the case enough to say Kevin Spacey shouldn't. But Louise, like, who the fuck am I to say? Yeah, who should and shouldn't? Yeah. like. It's and just because I like Louis C.K. probably. Yeah. I think he should be yeah. allowed to come back. Like, it's crazy. Um, and Johnny Depp was, like, the biggest one for me because he was my – growing up, he was my Beale and Endor. Like, he mm. was just the biggest crush I'd ever had. Really? I loved Johnny Depp, mm. just everything about him. I was like, you are – especially in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Pirates of the Caribbean? 
No, I think it's Caribbean in Australia. Caribbean is very, like, American. Huh. Um, So I loved him in that. Loved him dressed as Jack Sparrow. (laughs) Just thought, (laughs) that's the dream. I have issues. This is my Louis C.K. thing. (laughs) Can you please dress as Jack Sparrow? Jack Sparrow. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Meet interns. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, so then when all this stuff came out about Amber Heard, mm. I was like, well, that's completely fucked up. And did you see the videos that she secretly yeah, filmed? Yeah, and yeah. Things? Like, like, and yeah, he obviously got, like, very aggressive. Yeah, and it was an alcoholic. in their relationship, yeah. And so now I'm like, I don't like Johnny Depp anymore, but everyone else seems to just have forgotten about that. And he's, He got this lucky sweet spot before all this stuff went down. Don't yeah, you think and it was like just long enough earlier? Yeah. And I guess because it's the Me Too movement and all this is all about sexual assault and sexual misconduct and things. Like, I feel like because his was domestic violence, he weirdly like weaseled his way. Mm. People don't focus on it as much. Mm. Yeah, I think for me the difference between Louis C.K. and why I think this is a specifically interesting one is because he is, as far as I remember, the only one who was like, hey, I did all these things, I'm sincerely sorry, I misjudged a power dynamic, I'm going to shut the fuck up for a while. Yeah, but he shut the fuck up for like what? Yeah, for no, that's what I mean. That's what the problem is now. But he's the reason that I see him differently to a lot of these other guys is because everyone else just deny, deny, deny. These women are lying. These people are slandering me. This isn't true. I'm going to sue. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? He was the only one that I felt like was like, I am sorry. Made a mistake. I'm sorry. I need to go look at myself and reflect on my mm. actions. And I do kind of think that there's probably room for forgiveness and redemption in this thing. But. I feel like the only way that will be the case for him is if he addresses it in a really intelligent, thoughtful way on the stage. Yeah, which he didn't do, right? He didn't do, but but the whole point of the comedy cellar is apparently that you test a bunch of material out on an audience. Because the guy says he's like... Um, you know, comedy is one of those things where it doesn't work in a vacuum. You can't practice stand-up comedy in your house on your own. You need to go to a room of random people and see how they react. Mm. So he's probably going around with these different comedy clubs, testing out a bit here, a bit there, a bit whatever, to do maybe a big comeback special where he addresses all this stuff. Yeah. So is he allowed to do that? Yeah. I think if people are willing to watch it, they should be allowed to. And mm. then it's your moral decision whether you're going to buy into that or not. You're the owner of the club. Yeah, that, guy, that I mean, that I'm talking about us. Yeah, but I'm saying... In terms of the guy giving the platform, yeah. But one thing that does bo- did bother me in that interview, and I'll play an excerpt now, was that uh, the interviewer kind of said, well, what about women? Like, don't you think this is so unfair to women? And I'm, I, I think it's like... I'm going to say reductive in every episode of this, but it's it's kind of frustrating to me when people are like, but what will women think? It's like every like me and you think completely different things about this. Like every mm. woman is going to think something. Yeah. To- women aren't just a collective that all feel the same about every single thing that happens. Like you'll find a man who thinks far more the same as you on a topic than you will just a random woman on the street. Like it's, mm. I find it a weird thing that we like now. Like what will women think? Yeah. 
But if someone, yeah, I get what you're saying. But if someone's like sexually assaulted woman, then most women are gonna be like, <laughs> he's a fucking asshole. Mm. Okay, let's play the clip. <laughs> okay. I think beyond deterrence, there will be many women who believe that letting men who have been accused, and in this case of Louis, not just accused, because he said I did these things. To put them on stage sends another message. What message do you think that it sends to women? Whether or not you intended to send it at all. Because you may not. <clears throat> they, they can conclude... I, I don't know the... I, I'm, I, I feel it's not a fair question. They can conclude... 20 different people can conclude 20 different things. People who believe that he should never work again will conclude that we don't take this sufficiently serious in society. People who feel that he should never work again, when they hear the ovation that you know, has been recorded and released of him going out on stage, mm -hmm. they will feel repulsed by a society that seems to not take what they feel seriously enough. Mm -hmm. Other people who believe in redemption, who believe in forgiveness, in second chances, and these kind of things, they may take the message that, good, we have a society that managed to dole out punishment while at the same time forgiving sinners. Uh, well, what so, message do you hope? You yourself, Noam, the owner of the comedy store. Like, what is, that, is that not a good answer? I mean, No, I mean, it's a good answer, but it's about the 20 people and how they may decide. What message do you hope people take from it? I don't hope they take any message from it. I, I'm not trying to send any message. In a sense, you're saying that you don't play a role. I, well, I am playing a role. I don't want to play a role. I don't want to play a role. I do not think we want people in a position to have pressure to end people's careers. I understand people are upset about it, but the idea that a willing audience shall not see mm -hmm. a willing performer is a pretty bold concept. So, yeah, I think that's a good... I mean, I don't want to make any bold statements. I definitely am still figuring all this stuff out. And I think it's good for us to be able to, like, talk it out. Mm. Because I don't know. I don't feel... I wouldn't pay to go see Louis C.K., even though I like him. I don't... Really? Want to, no, I don't want to support him. Like, I, I don't want to approve of what he did in any way. I personally wouldn't go to see him, even though I would probably really enjoy it because that would be a moral decision I would make. But I don't... At the same time, I don't think it would be fair to say he shouldn't perform. So shall we end on a note from everyone's favourite non-controversial comedian, yes. Hannah Gatsby? Oh, does she have a girlfriend now? She does. Did you I see can, Jill yeah. Soloway? Yeah. Love. Yeah, they're on the down low. Um, this actually isn't a quote. It's, it's from um, the Man Repeller article I was talking about earlier. I just pulled it up. Mm. Um, and they talk about Hannah Gadsby in it. As a comedian, Hannah Gadsby pointed out in her comedy special, Nanette, Picasso was both a misogynist and vitally important figure in art history. One doesn't erase the other. We must hold both truths in our mind. Yes. Agree. 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 Cheers. Cheers. Done. Done. Bye. Bye. Rate. Review. Rate, review. Subscribe. subscribe. And put it on your Insta stories. Yes. Tell can your I, friends. Can people actually review?
I'm sick of asking. I know. I'm like, Anton, please review. And I know that he hasn't listened because the last thing he wants to do is listen to me and you talk shit for any longer than he has to in real life. I know. But yes, we love it when we get reviews. He probably gave us the one star. Yeah, I get such a great like surprise when I see that and instantly screenshot and send to Grace. Also, my mum texted me last week and was like, OMG, you found out who gave the one star. (laughs) Yeah, we can't keep bringing that up. We're bringing it up so no one else dares. We know who that one was, so if anyone else gets involved <laughs> with that. Joking, if you don't like us, just don't listen again. No need yes. to rate one star. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.